Um, everything else you said was fine. Get up the bum was absolutely fine. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that is certainly not compensating for something. Joining me this week is the Englishman who has a lot of experience in dumping things in places they're not wanted. It's Ian Whittington! That's... I don't know what that means. That's a colonizer joke, and I don't think I did it very well. (laughs) Oh, right. No, I was going for the other thing. I thought that was a sex joke. Oh, um, it, it's not why. too late. It can be. It can be. Just interpret it how you like. It's exactly. fine. Yeah. How are you this week, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm super, super, super busy, as we all seem to be so busy. But yes, I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am also super, duper, duper busy. Uh, I always think it's 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 both funny and telling when people when they're asked how they are, their first word is yeah. That tells you it is. pretty quickly <laughs> how they are. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my God. So, hey, remember sleep? Yeah. Are you tired or are you busy or are you just fed up? Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do I have to pick one? (laughs) No, 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 no. All three will do just fine. Um, So, yeah. So, so you are, yeah. This is is good to hear. Um, We have... We have a little bit of news, I think, to get through this week. So, without further ado, to the news. (coughs) To the news! News team, assemble! In the edit, I'm probably leaving that cough in. Um, oh, no, it was meant to. Yeah. That oh, was good, fine. good. That was good. Good, good, good. good. Um, and all of this line explaining it as well. So everyone's part of the joke. Great. Yeah. Um, Editing's going to be minimal this week, guys. So you're just going to have to take it up the bum. I am cutting that out because you are not allowed to criticize my editing skills. Um, everything else you said was fine. Take it up the bum was absolutely fine. Uh, so- <laughs> 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 that is what um, she said. I am going to jump very, very quickly into the shorter of the two bits of the bits of news. Um, not two hours ago, as as of recording, um, the teaser for the teaser for the IMAX opening scene of Jurassic World Dominion uh, was released. We saw nothing really. Skip. Um, I haven't seen Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I thought. I haven't Jurassic seen. World- any of the new ones at all? Ah, uh, Jurassic World was fine. No, no, better. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Like, it's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I honestly don't think I'm going to watch them ever because I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan. Um, I haven't heard enough good things about them to be interested. Um, and teaser for teaser, you know, you've got a big film coming when there is a. This is basically a trailer for a trailer. Like when trailers get their own trailers. Gah! I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's becoming more and more prevalent, or at least yeah, it was before uh, COVID. Uh, marketing company, it's to drum up the interest. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for this one, because uh, so the, it'll, the preview is going to be on the IMAX release of Fast and Furious 9, Jason X, they're in space or whatever. <laughs> and it's because, sure, it's not guaranteed that you'll have millions and millions and millions of people going to the cinema. Um, no. So it could be 
as much a benefit for the, uh, Vin Diesel rides a car as well, it could be for yeah. Jurassic World. What that's really confusing to me is, are they putting it on... Do they put these... So advertising that a trailer will be on a film, surely there isn't a single person in the entire world that is going to the film just to watch the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. There Surely are, you're not telling me that. There are many, many, many tickets. I oh, Jesus, it feels awful now. I can't remember the exact film it was, but there, a film in 1998, I think it was, where it did crazy numbers, but nobody watched it because they went to see the trailer for Star, Star Wars, Wars Episode One: The Phantom Yes. Wars. I absolutely know I this story. I can't remember which film it was. Uh, oh man, Joseph, that's going to bug me. I that's do, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, Joseph Hurley, who I do, um, I did a podcast on episode one, The Phantom Menace, with not a couple of weeks ago, was probably screaming at the phone right be. now. Um, it, uh, okay, that I get because I think that was on a relatively obscure movie. But Furious Nine does not need to be warmed up by Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. That's going to have enough people going to it. So is that a favour to Jurassic World? I don't know. Because I don't know, I suppose I could easily Google this, but effort, um, how well Fallen Kingdom did. I know Jurassic World, you know, shatters all records and everything until, did it? I can't remember which came first, It or Force Awakens, but one knocked the other one off the top spot, I think. I think Jurassic World was first. I could just be making that up, who knows. That's very possible. Uh, oh, Which also, we have a friend had... who worked on that film. We could ask him. We could literally uh, take him right now, but we won't. Yeah. Uh, which film had the episode one trailer? Well, while you are checking that, um, I will. I mean, I'll watch the I, I realize I, I've watched the first twenty minutes of Fallen Kingdom. It was fine. Uh, looks good. I will say that. Like, uh, both yeah. world looks very, very good. Uh, Fallen Kingdom, from what I've seen of it, looks quite good. Um, Dominion. I mean. Me, personally, I'm watching it because Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum are going to be in it. Um, I suppose... I, I wonder what they're doing, right? The new cat, but yeah, why, like, what are they doing? Although I think, I think at the end of Fallen Kingdom, the dinosaurs are now on the mainland, like, kind of established. So it's, are not, they? Oh. it's not really island-based anymore. Because otherwise you'd be like, well, why the hell would they go back to the island? No, well, I, I, so I don't even know the concept of the new ones, and I don't want to know. The Mosasaurus is good. Good. Yeah. This anyway, is really bugging me because your, I can't find this anymore. Has your Googling turned anything up? No. The, um, the, the train... Uh, meet Joe Black. Meet... the Right. Meet Joe Black. When it was attached to screenings of the Brad Pitt drama Meet Joe Black. Right. I mean, that doesn't sound as immediately familiar as I thought, but... Oh, I mean, I am... Again... I, I am aware of Meet Joe Black. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It was actually on yesterday on tv somewhere um yeah we've spent way too much time on this i don't yes we have trailers being attached to films doesn't make any sense for me if that's the reason that you're gonna watch the film i don't know it seems like a big circle joke that doesn't need to happen but cool that's hollywood yes it yes it certainly is um, we talk, we talk about the news i want to talk about would you like to talk about the news you want to talk about the car season two trailer <laughs> totally yes, yes. How good does John Delancey look as Q? Oh, man. Hey, I was... Um, I'm not going to say I was worried because I knew he'd be fantastic, but John Delancey has definitely gone a bit crazy on the beard and the hair in the last few things that I've seen him act in. Um, however, like, 
woof. He is like really trim in this and doesn't look crazy or wild. It's like he looks really intimidating. Um, he's really scary. His eyes are they're absolutely glinting as he's looking at Picard. Yeah. Um, which is good. So, I mean, really good. Time is broken. That sentence mm-hmm. is some stellar writing there, guys. But of course, uh, Patrick <laughs> Stewart do, uh, delivers it perfectly. Um, and then we don't really get much in this teaser. We get the reveal of Q, which yep. I think was a good idea because we all knew he was going to be in it. We were dying. We uh, were dying to see him. I think now that that's done, we can focus on the story and get excited for it. And not watch the season. Um, but, yeah. uh, and then the reveal of Seven of Nine without her board game plans. Uh, yeah, she seems that was surprised the by this. So. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised that she's surprised. Um, yeah, so it would it, be... She's aware be a, of the changes in the timeline. Exactly, and I like that. I, and I guarantee you it's because of her Borg implants and somehow the Borg implants have protected her from the changes of space-time around her. Um, it'll be something like that. There's been a furious debate on Twitter about... so she's It's not Chakotay. But that's and exactly it. So she's wearing <laughs> a wedding ring, yeah, and it's been, is it Chakotay or not? Uh, yeah. Some people have some. It could be Rafi, um, in this in this version of the timeline. I don't like that purely because You're that homophobic. means too. That and means the too, week of pride, Ian. I mean, don't don't make me mention something I'm going to not mention. No, of course it's not that. I am more concerned that this is two separate timelines that would have then converged on the same point. I'd rather it was someone completely random. Um, then, oh, what are the odds of you ending up with Rafi in this timeline that you've branched off into? I don't need that. But I I hope they still are together. I hope they don't just rush over that and ignore it. It's like the joke in Futurama that's directed, it's 100% directed at Star Trek where they're talking about alternate universe and he's just like, you know, it's, you know, it's Professor Farnsworth. It's created this amazing web of this, this alternate timeline. You mean there's a possibility for everything that could ever happen will happen? No, no, just the two. Yeah, just the two. That's yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Is everything, is everything different? Well, I mean, the color of his uniform is different. And that photo is actually over there. But other than that, everything's the same. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And anyone wearing a goatee is evil. Mirror I universe. Have, I have a theory, which will turn out to be wrong, but I'm going to say a theory anyway. I think when... Was it the burn? Uh, no, but <laughs> because, believe me, every single theory I came up with was better than the reveal. Uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. But, but, what, but... If, what if the burn caused this? That would be a way to retroactively make the burn better. So when Q first starts speaking in the trailer, uh, we don't see him. We hear a kind of a shimmer. And then when he's revealed, it's his normal voice. I wonder if they will use, because obviously John Delancey is appearing as his, I presume, normal-ish self in terms of gray hair and beard and everything. Um, But we hear him say, you're older than I imagined. I would love him to appear if even just for a second uh, using the fancy computers that I know they have access to have him appear as all good things Q just for a second. I went, Oh, hang on. Let me age myself up. And that's it. Cause yeah, everyone's going to be like, Oh, well, he's a God. Why is he aging? Shut up. I, that's why. Yeah. No, totally agree. Shut up. That's why I, I can almost guarantee they won't do that because the job they did with data and Brent Spiner was 
okay-ish. It actually, it, do you know what? It actually depends on the episode. It was quite uh, good totally in, the, agree. in the pilot. Yes. Uh, it yes. wasn't as good in the last episode. It was good. No. But it wasn't as good. Uh, the biggest problem was that the uniforms didn't fit very well. But I, I think they won't do that because it's, it's effing expensive. They haven't got it as good as Disney. And B, all you need to do is that voiceover and just be like, oh, God, you look old. I'm going to make you feel better by also aging myself. Because Q, obviously, Q is omnipotent. He's a god. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. He could snap his fingers and all of humanity is dead. But that's not the point. He's bored and he wants to he wants play things. So being a younger man isn't fun when he's playing against an older Picard. So I imagine him putting himself on Picard's level to almost level the playing field in his own twisted mind. And that's oh, thank you, Dad, right. perfectly in character enough for me. Yep. You, uh, you can't have you can't scream out, bring Q back, and then whinge that the actor that plays Q is old. Well, Sorry. yeah, exactly. And that's what it's some of the, the weirdest uh, complaints about season one of Picard. It's like, oh my God, he's gone so old. Well, he yeah. is. He's in it's his 30 80s. years later. Yeah. Uh, 16 years later. Uh, yeah. He's older. Yeah. It's like, um, please give the man a break before please. he breaks something. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm really worried about him acting. Like, just sit him down in a chair and we'll just watch everything happen around him. Guinan is the harder one to, ex- to explain because Elorian's are hundreds and hundreds of years old. So why would she age so much in 16 years? Also... In a way, you kind of... Well, I mean, if you're going to be strict about it, if you were going to de-age the two, you would need to de-age her. Yeah, and I don't think for a second they will. They yeah. um, sorry, I don't think they will. No. But don't even acknowledge it. Just meh. Just, I mean, just like, yeah, for Elorians, all of our ageing happens in the last 16 years. <laughs> the last 16 years so as we meet her she'll be like you know kind of hurry it up there lads yeah, I'm, I'm dead next week <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. aging quick uh, um yeah massively excited for that unsurprisingly big time big time uh so yeah so as it stands so we've had two teasers um and we haven't had m- like so there's enough in them that yeah 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 let's go but no big i suppose other than q no big reveals yet the no. poster is a bit of a reveal because it's the, the the Star Trek Delta, but it's the LA current day uh, skyline. So people How are interesting. Yeah. So we know there's going to be time travel. So are they nipping back to modern day LA? So the theory so far is yes, they are. Because there is sh- there's released fo- uh, spoilers. You have the opportunity to skip ahead a couple of minutes. Skip, skip, skip. There is uh, set photos which is why, unfortunately, the reveal of Jerry Ryan with Outerborg implants did not have quite the shock because I did see no, some photos. No, of course not. But of herself and Rafi sitting on a bus, as in like a, a bus from 2021. Um, and not just them going to set that day. There's actually filming crew there. Yeah. It's not like, you know, kind of like lads. I'm not are. super excited about that, but um, I'll watch the hell out of it. Yeah, uh, exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Good. Um, yeah. So that's our news. Other, uh, just really, really quickly, news. It's Pride Week. Everybody be gay. Yay! Yay! Be gay. Do the gay things. Whee, if that's your whoop, thing. Whoop, whoop. Exactly, yeah. Whoop. Uh, and now, speaking of doing the gay things, let's get to the recommends. Wait, what?
Oh, is this me? Sorry, right, yeah. Um, all right, do you have anything to recommend, Sean? Uh, I will be rapidly coming up with something in my head as you do he your record. He says knowing that you don't. Um, um, so I am still on a Tom Hardy uh, binge, and a week or two ago, I watched Warrior. Not it's Warriors, very um, Warrior. Film. Have you seen this? I have seen this, yes. I've it's very good. I fucking loved it. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. Um, and it was a massive, oh, again, I'd only heard good things about it, and it's really good. I can highly recommend, um, really briefly, it's the story of um, Tom Hardy and his brother Joel Edgerton, um, uh, who are brothers. <laughs> I just said that. Um, and they are they were like kind of high school wrestlers that have parted ways. There's an abusive dad played by Nick Nolte, who mm-hmm. this is easily Nick Nolte's best performance. Like, it is crushingly emotional um they part ways they end up in the same fighting composition competition and um one wants to do it for money one wants to do it to send money to somebody else but it's really really good it's super emotional the it's not really about the fighting but yeah tom hardy can just act you give him a type of person and he will act that way he can he is a chameleon yeah he can do anything um, absolutely yeah I this know. film's really great i loved it and you're, you're you're so right as well about how like surprisingly emotional it is but then so many yeah. people like think of rocky um and mm-hmm. newer films uh, i thought southpaw was very good i think i got yeah. a mixed but i thought it was excellent and very very emotional like even though yes it's feature it's kind of built around mma and beating the unholy snot out of your opponent yes um yeah it really goes for the heartstrings it is and but to be fair the fighting in the film is fantastic and it is brutal uh it's really really visceral um but yeah it's it seems like a really muscly manly film but it is really just about the feels and it's great i loved it yep i like it loved um, it a lot. i have something completely different to recommend um, good this this is a guarded recommend so do watch okay. this but yeah so I watched Bo Burnham's Inside special. I have uh, heard so so much about this. Yeah, it's it's it's. Str- I really don't know how to describe it properly. Um, it is definitely worth a watch. You are watching a man have a breakdown on screen, and now, yet it's I've very heard... funny in parts. Yeah. Uh, oh, in parts. In parts, yes. Okay. Because there is a through line of Bo. You yeah, okay, man? Uh, and yet, uh, White Woman's Instagram, I'm still laughing four days later over that song. Um, so it's very clever. It's very well done. But it's kind of like, and obviously this is deliberate, but it's also kind of like you're watching a show while also watch, w- watching backstage as well. Okay. Okay. So um, is it, because uh, I've heard a lot of people describe it as just a mental breakdown on stage. Is it funny? Yes, it is. It is okay. funny. Okay, it's not just um, tragic. It's not just. It's not just tragic. <laughs> but it is tragic. There is a tragedy to it. But yeah, it's not a stand-up comedy special that we're used to. Okay, interesting. So yeah, but that's all I can really say about it. Like, there are some very funny songs. There's other things. Uh, watch it. Interesting. Okay, no, I am going to watch it again. I've heard a lot of people say that it's hilarious. Um, so I will watch it. Excellent. Excellent. Now, um, right here. What, are we, so, what did we watch this week for the pod? 
John. What did we watch this week? We we uh, doubled down on the Disney v DreamWorks, which this completely we actually did ac- accidentally. Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, oh. both of yours were DreamWorks. That's really funny. Yeah. Um, and it was like you know, wow. Are there any other studios that are um, doing stuff? But anyway, so yeah, no, you've got Illumination. We could have done Minions or Despicable Me. Grumble, grumble. Uh, minions. Oh, well, I enjoyed Minions for the silliness of it. Uh, Mega Mind was good, although that might have been DreamWorks as well. Um, no, Mega Mind was. It seems like it should be Illumination because it's a very similar style of animation. Yeah, no, I think that's DreamWorks. I think you're right. Yeah, um, but that was quite funny. But anyway, yes. So Shrek, uh, which is like the obvious pick because it is the anti-Disney film. Hundred uh, percent. It is one hundred percent. It is a Disney fuck you. It not even like, a parody it is yeah. just a fuck you to disney and like it's funny because the original original idea for it wasn't quite that uh it was spielberg was going to do it as traditional animation but this is back like in the in the, like the earlier 90s and well then, you're jumping all the way to the good shit sean bloody all hell the way to the I juicy am. behind because the scenes i am assuming shit. guys i'm gonna go out on a limb i'm assuming if you're listening to this you've seen shrek because I would be shocked if you guys have everyone of age born and above yeah. has seen Shrek. Even some unborn. Indeed. They've seen uh, it in the womb. I watched Star Trek before I was born, so that can confirm. No, that what I would happen. say is if you if you've watched it but you haven't seen it recently, don't. Leave it in the past. Oh, did you not enjoy it? I did not enjoy it this time round. There I, were there are Four jokes that I laughed at. The rest of the film is so dull to me the, because it's f- it's now. It, I think it it is hurt by everything that has come since. We are now so self-aware, and so much of animated comedy, like Lego Batman, the Lego movies, mm. all of that Deadpool, all of that self-referent self-referential postmodern stuff, is so common now and done so well. This looks like it does it badly, which is yeah. unfair. No, you, you're, but you're you're so right because there's so many films that we have covered ourselves and uh, that we are surely yet to cover on the pod that suffer from the years that have gone by. Um, yeah. You see it a lot in uh, when we were doing our horror month. A lot of those earlier slasher films, you're just like, it's so hard to get through them now, yeah. and yet it's like. Did that first, did it first. Exactly. Did it first. Oh man, that's uh, such a cliche. No, it's not a cliche if you're the first one to do it. Exactly. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, well done on the lasting impact you have, which means I don't need to watch this again. <laughs> it's horrible. That's so mean. It is, uh, it is. But to be honest, now, um this so full disclosure. Synopsis. So, okay, full okay, synopsis. Um a an ogre learns to open himself up to new friendships and love and goes from being alone to having a small community. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. And then, because all everything, everything in, in between is just, like, jokes and scenarios. Yeah, um, Lone, Lonely Ogre wants to be alone. Fart jokes, Lonely Ogre is okay with not being alone. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, that's, that's not even describe a film plot badly. That's just describe a film plot. Let's describe the film uh, plot. It really is. Um, Sam, here's one thing I didn't get until film. today. And I'm going to seem really stupid oh, for not no, having got, got a, this until today. I've got right. a few of those. I've got a few of them. I didn't realise Lord Farquaad was Lord Fuckwad. Oh I my god, Fuckwad. Really? You because didn't... I was, what, 12 when I first saw this film. So Farquaad has been yeah. in my head 
probably as long, if not longer, than fuckwad has been. Interesting. Yeah. So you would refer to somebody as a fuckwad as opposed to a fuckwad. I just, I just, I just don't put them together in so my I'm head. So I'm not going to say that I realised it on the first time round because I watched this probably the year after it came out. Like it would have been a rental or something or whatever. Uh, I didn't I see that because you're uh, like five years old. Uh, whereas I caught this <sighs> in the cinema. I contributed to it being the fourth highest grossing movie of 2001. Just Excellent. saying. I was 11, therefore old enough to watch a PG movie. However, I did not. Were you though? <laughs> did you? Uh, I, I have, in the years since, been so aware of Shrek that I then realised, ah, Lord Farquaad. And I, it is the single thing... There's two things in this film that I can't believe Disney got away with. Both of them are to do with Farquaad. Okay, well, there's the oh, well, sorry, there's first problem straight away. Damn it! <laughs> that DreamWorks got away with. Um... Yeah, Farquad, which there are times when Eddie Murphy literally says Farquad. Like, there is no, he's not even saying Lord Farquad. It's like, hey, we got to get back to Farquad. Yeah. Once you know it's there, it's just like, oh, it. how did I miss uh, that? How did um, I miss that? How did they get away with it as well? Um, especially that it's based on um, the Disney... Eisner, isn't it? It's Michael Eisner. Eisner. It's based on Eisner. So it literally calling Eisner, you short fuckwad, which is fucking genius. Now, just before we get sued, all we are doing is mentioning the jokes that the film has. We are not saying no, that I'm Michael fully Eisner. Them. Uh, yeah, fully endorsing them. Ian well. is fully endorsing them. This is Disney. Ian and you have already been sued. You don't realize it yet. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a knock on the door. We haven't even released this yet. Oh, oh I see. They've been nice. They knocked this time. Yeah, they did just yeah. boot the door in. <laughs> Um, and the other thing was, did you notice that, that he is he's 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 he's, he's, he's going to masturbate? Yes, yes, he is. I did um, not notice that until this time round. I mean, like, I'm glad that Ian, at 11 years old, didn't notice that because I certainly the... didn't. I no way. I just I can't believe this was in the film, and oh, it, it's twofold. It is two because you you hear like the music and Fiona and the mirror, and then. When when he's in bed and he's got his little cocktail drink and he says, "Show me Princess Fiona again," the the mirror makes an expression that is like, "Oh God, I don't want to see this." And I was like, "Yeah, oh, that's gross." But it doesn't stop there. As soon as Fiona is on the screen, he lifts the blanket, looks down, and then looks at his drink as if to say, "I've got a good night ahead of me." Oh my God! For this is PG. And think is what Joel. I think is hilarious. Think of how much money went into animating that. And this the whole movie, time, yes. people were like, this is for kids. This is for kids. You, the film took four years to animate, which means that scene must have taken six months. So how, how, did you, how were you drawing this and animating it without realising this is wrong? <laughs> oh, my God. There was a lot of like, well, we're DreamWorks. We can do the things people don't expect, you know. Um, which is funny enough, the preceding film, I think, in release order, I think was El Dorado, The Road to El Dorado, which I have not seen. I believe is very good, uh, but I've not seen it. I thought Shrek was directly after Prince of Egypt. They were in no, production at the wasn't. same time. They were. It was Prince mm. of Egypt, Ants, El Dorado, Shrek, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ants, Ants came. definitely came after Prince of Egypt. Yeah. And Ants, obviously, then. Well, was the originator of much of this animation style. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Shrek saved the day. Like, you don't have Ice Age. You don't have yeah. anything else. If you like, Shrek funded everything else. It's made half a billion dollars worldwide. Um, yeah. Okay. It took ten fucking years to make the film, but um, yeah, it definitely saved DreamWorks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and like, so I hear I hear what you're saying, and then it has aged. Um, but my God, I loved this film back in 2001. And for several years, I was never massively pushed on the sequels. Shrek 2 is fine. Nah. And I know people, a lot of people love Shrek 2. I think yes. it's a perfectly yeah. good film. Um, three is, I've seen it once I saw it in the cinema. And to my credit, I have not seen Shrek Forever. Uh, to my credit? Well, whatever. I have not seen Shrek Forever after. I believe it's okay. I haven't seen, I've seen Shrek 2 because I remember there's Puss in yeah. Boots. But I haven't yes. seen anything after that at all. Nothing. Um, I, I really like Shrek 2. I probably like Shrek 2 more. Because um, they were able to build on it a little bit. And they did. They were smart. Yeah. They did build on the things that one lays out. Because one is, like any first film in any series, you have to set so much ground. But I think it does it in a smart way because we know the fairy tales. We know True Love's First Kiss. We know there's going to yeah. be an animal sidekick, you know, because we've been, we've just been through the Disney Renaissance, you know? Mm-hmm. Even the bad Disney Renaissance films are still pretty good. Yeah, know? exactly. And they're still iconic enough to throw some shade at. Exactly, yeah. And, Whereas, I mean, speaking of that, I'm amazed that they got away with it. Like, they literally use Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella by name. But you see, they're public domain. Oh, right. That's why. So, and that's and which, in a way, that's how Disney got it. You know, because they yeah. are public domain. Because they're all. Yeah, that's um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sleeping Beauty is Grimm's. Um, Ian, you're on the computer. Do a quick check that on. For oh that, shit! For, um, there. Um, uh, while while you're googling. furiously googling. Um, Excuse the typing, people. Clickety clack. Um. um. It was very, it was like, these things are safe to use. The three uh, Goldilocks and the three bears. Goldilocks isn't in this one, but the three bears are for a short amount of time. Yeah. Uh, oh my, can you, it did, no, didn't we cover that on the last pod? We did cover that in the last oh, pod. Oh, that's yeah. grim. Funnily enough, it's in oh, that yeah. scene you were just talking about. Yeah, it uh, is just before the masturbating happens. Oh my God. Um, Sleeping Beauty, French, Le Bas, La Doma, La Boule, Oule, um, by Charles Perrier. Okay, um, no, by the Brothers Grimm. It is by the Brothers Grimm. Ah, uh, no right. way. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Not, no way. Like a shock, I suppose that makes sense. It's just like, wow, yes, those guys wrote a lot. Oh, so it was written by Charles Perrault and and the Brothers Grimm. So there is a okay. a double entendre of it's just stuff. <laughs> I don't know where that was going. Grand. But yeah, it's grand. lovely. Um, <sighs> what do you like about the filming? Um, I think there's some really great one-liners. I think that's probably my problem. Um, I, I think that the main theme of it, of ju- don't judge a book by its cover, is is really cool. I think it's really nice. And I like I like the speech that Shrek gives, um, which is how, like, how would you feel if <clears throat> every day you're faced with people that are screaming at you and running away and the rumours are that you're going to eat them? And it's like, yeah, that's going to make you feel isolated from society and it's going to make you want to hide away in your swamp. So it's kind of, it humanised an ogre, 
which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what is an ogre in a fairy tale but just the villain? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just the thing that grinds your bones. It's like, no, that's the giants. <laughs> um, but I, I really like the one-liners. And I noticed that most of these one-liners actually come from Eddie Murphy and Donkey. Like, he is just so this, unbelievable. This is a career best for Eddie Murphy. Uh, like you may, in, in, personally speaking, you can keep Beverly your... Mm, yeah, alright, yeah. This is up there. there. Shrek is up there. Shrek is uh, definitely up there, but um, it'll always be. I don't know. Vampire of Brooklyn, though. That's oh my. That, that's where let's that. not. I strike that from the record, please. I don't want that included in our pod. Um, or or the Star Trek Four that never was. Um, but, oh yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah, man. I forgot about that. Can you imagine that, Captain Eddie Murphy? That would have been freaking epic. That would have been awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still want that. Well, maybe not so much anymore, but for a no, long no, time no, no. I wanted that. Um, but yeah, so like he was, we'd had talking animal psychics with Disney for as long as we had talking animal psychics in Disney. Um, but Donkey's more than that. You, you know what I mean? Donkey yeah, no, is 100%. a lead as much as Shrek is, really. He is. He absolutely is. Um, and he's like a reluctant sidekick as well. But. He wants to be the sidekick so badly, so, so much. He just wants a friend. Um, but no, I think he's got some of the best one-liners. Um, like, right towards the end. Mother Fletcher just absolutely slayed me. Like, he's jumping up into the window, and he's like, they've got to get to the part where you say I object. Like, Mother Fletcher, they're already there. I was like, how many kids run around the houses saying, Mother Fletcher? I object. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's got. I mean, oh, the, the entire him and dragon thing. Um, it's a bit, I don't know. That kind of didn't age well for me. It's really sweet, but like he's just with her because she's sad. She's a weapon of end. mass destruction. Yeah, I'm a donkey on the edge. Oh, like okay, so okay. I was just looking at my donkey notes. Um, I like it. I like it. Um, uh, oh, so right at the beginning when he's pretending not to talk and then he got like sprinkled with like the, the you may have seen a horse fly, you may have even seen a super fly, you ain't never seen a donkey fly. <laughs> now I'm a talking fly donkey. He can fly, he can fly, he can, he can talk. Fly. Yeah, he can talk. Uh, That's something that they do really well um, is incorporate the tropes like the other the really good way they do it is with the muffin man it's like do you know the muffin man the muffin, muffin man? man the muffin man yes i know the muffin man yes. uh, who lives on drury lane <laughs> um but uh, uh, gingerbread yeah. man steals arguably the franchise but uh eventually yeah, yeah. absolutely you're a monster <laughs> i'm not the monster anyway sorry yes before i sit down i just I'm quote the entire buttons. film yeah sorry um let's go is br- well, brilliant to the cast, but he's yeah. brilliant as Farquaad. Um, he really is. It's so deadpan. It's so sinister. Uh, it's so funny. He's a, hilarious. Yeah, he's a perfect foil, perfect bad guy. Um, just, yeah, delivered really well. I actually forgot that he dies at the end of the movie. He doesn't come back in two. But does he die though? Because in Shrek and the Karaoke at the uh, in the special features on the DVD. He does sing Staying Alive while holding a match inside Dragon. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. But he doesn't reappear, does he? 
Not that I know of. I don't he's not think he's Farquaad again. For he's definitely reason. not in two. Yeah, for um, some reason I thought he was in two, which is really interesting. Um, he might be in two pieces. Um, lol, Possibly. Oh me. Um, he has a great line as well at the wedding when like Shrek bursts in and he's just like, it's rude enough you being alive when no one wants you. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, ow. Your um, existence is an offence to me. My, but my favourite Farquaad line is, some of you may die, but that is a risk <laughs> I am willing to take. I, I also take issue with his logic. So it's, have a competition. The winner of the competition goes to get the princess, so on and so on and so on and so on. Right. If the winner of the competition doesn't do it, you need a new plan. Because second place, third place and fourth place are even less likely. But he's the Lord. It's pure, like... Send them all I'm at once. Boss. Send all ten of them. Uh, I guess. But what's the incentive? Incentive for what? You all get the prize. I mean, he's not going to give them shit. He's, I'm amazed that he gave Shrek the swamp. That He didn't. As far, sorry, as far as I was concerned, uh, I might have got this wrong, but he didn't get the... No, he, he didn't. didn't give him the swamp. He went and kidnapped all of the fairy tale creatures. Um, yeah, but he gave him a deed which said legally this swamp is yours. Um, he walks. Oh, sorry. He walks away with the deed to the swamp. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which I, d- I didn't think he was actually going to deliver on. Ah, he'll probably come back and try and kill him later on. Uh more than likely. Um, but... Oh dear. Um, Mike Myers. What about Mike Myers? Yeah. Oh, so Mike Myers and Chris Farley, because Chris Farley. Yes, so- indeed. It's it's interesting because technically, so Shrek's lines were recorded three times, twice by Mike Myers. So uh, bad, isn't it? Uh, like a bit. But so initially, um, Chris Farley was cast in the role, and a lot of our younger listeners will be absolutely forgiven for not knowing who Chris Farley is because he passed away in the nineties. He was an SNL yeah. comedian. Uh, he was very, very, very funny. Um, only last year, I did a podcast with. Uh, Blake from Twitter and we did we covered Tommy Boy which is I think it's a very funny charming little film yeah I heard of it never seen it it's 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 very nice it's it's SNL slapstick all right it it is that and it's Chris Farley and David Spade um and he's seen he's like charming he's a Mm -hmm. charming silly funny guy and that was the kind of character that Shrek was going to be very clearly you know North American uh, I say that because I do not know if Chris Farley was American or Canadian. I apologize. Um, see, because Mike Myers is Canadian. Yeah, and that's how he was going to deliver Shrek, wasn't it? Yes. And did, and did he record? He recorded it Canadian. <gasps> yep. So, which, which led to a couple of conflicting reports afterwards. Um, apparently, Katzenberg was like, yeah, so then we went and spent $4 million on re-recording, <laughs> re-recording. all of the lines in a Scottish oh, accent. No. And Mike Myers just said, really? Because I was paid the exact same. Oh, no. Uh, so it was even basically saying so that. What did you spend it? I think, well, that's oh. it. Didn't. But then he also yeah. went on to say, yeah, well, Spielberg <laughs> thanked me personally for doing it. And, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because yeah, that's a weird story, isn't it? Steven Spielberg was attached to this first and then mm-hmm. just passed it off to DreamWorks because he couldn't get it to work i because yeah because what what is spielberg does he own dreamworks i'm trying to think what is the relationship there um i don't think there is one i think he just sold the rights to dreamworks oh maybe that's it 
Okay. Um, so yeah, so I will be rapidly googling in the background, but I think you're. I think no, you might be it. dead right there. Um, DreamWorks because pictures. DreamWorks was started by uh, a label of a Ambulance Partners, get, which was set up by uh, Steven Spielberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and David Geffen. Set oh, interesting. up DreamWorks. Now I I'm reading that. I did not know that off the top of my head. Um, of which they owned seventy two percent. Okay. Grant, so that explains that. So yes, there is. So that's why, yeah, he couldn't get it to work himself. He was just like, all right, animation wing, you do that. Yeah, I'm done with this now. You get on with it. There was a, it was originally going to be like um, uh, like Gollum in the Two Towers. It was going to be uh, motion capture. Now, and in the 90s, they just didn't have the technology to make it work the way they wanted. No, I'm amazed they had the technology to get Shrek. One of the things that does hold up is the animation. Like, I think it's... Considering this is only a couple of years removed from Ants, which doesn't hold up well, um, I yeah, think Ants Shrek good. looks fantastic. So I always remember the deleted, not deleted, the the extras, which show all of like the animated like fuck ups. Like, suddenly, like Shrek really has got, like, forty-five foot long arms, like yeah, and his like joking? teeth are like outside of his face and still talking. But how does that even happen? Like it's, the computer isn't terrifying. choosing to do that. Um. But funny enough, because this this is my fault. I pitched this film and now I'm all over the place. The reason I pitched this film this week is because of the impact it sort of still has. Uh, and you correctly said it's been now done so many times. Mm-hmm. This self-referential, yeah. um, you know, we're all winking at the camera. We're all in on the joke, which had been done many times before. Naked Gun, all of those kind of... Yes, correct. Those Parody styles films. of films. Yeah. This is slight like it's it's still very much a parody while still trying to it has a narrative you know whereas like like the naked gun is just like all right come on guys how many gags can we get in this scene how many gags can we get in this scene yeah it is you know? we're not leaving this line of script until we have a joke out of it um whereas yeah Shrek, yeah 100 percent, totally yeah. agree that hasn't been topped um whereas shrek is a as much as it takes the piss out of disney it is its own Disney film as well. Mm. It at its heart has a heartfelt story, has the happy ending. As much as it's a story about hideous ogres, it's still a happy ever after fairy yeah. tale. And it's got a really positive message behind it as well. Like Yeah, absolutely. Like in fairness, there's no lie. Like Fiona was never lied to. True love's form was never you'll go back to being, you know, your daytime beautiful princess. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of miffed at that that she does. She's surprised that she's an ogre at the end. As like, yeah, it's not a riddle. It is the words literally say you will take true love's true form or love's true form. Like, mm-hmm. what about that? Kissing an ogre means that you're human. <laughs> um, Although, like, did you know? Sorry, no, go on. No, no I was going to say, yeah, because the whole thing is kind of a play on The Princess and the Frog. Kind of. It, yeah, you know what? It, it is. It's a cross between Sleeping Beauty and The Princess and the Frog. Wait, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And um, Rapunzel, actually. And Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> uh, all of them. Like, yeah. in, in a way, it's, it's quite clever how many is. Yeah. You kind of sense of. But what were you, you going to say there? Oh, my, my side thought was completely irrelevant. It was. When Fiona is turning into an ogre, or at the very end when she's permanenting as an ogre, doesn't it look like the new Doctor Who regeneration scene? Like, hey, look, the, and, and this came before the, the it came way before Doctor Who. So I had that thought. Russell T. This Davies. is yep. Yeah, this is four years before that. 
Um, but it, on it, it, if you had it side by side, it looks identical. The gold fire kind of comes out of her hands, comes out of her head. If her face changed into a human, it would be a regeneration sequence. So I, I really like that. I immediately wanted to put some music to it. I was going to say, so Doctor. immediately what's going to happen is... Yes. Um, it's been 20 years since... I wasn't going to bring it up. I wasn't... Terrifying. It was my first note. And I wasn't going to mention it, so fuck you for mentioning it. That's quite all right. It's all right. I, I, I will take the chagrin of everyone who's now going, are you kidding me? 20 years. And I, I, like, unfortunately, I find this happening more and more as we cover more films on this podcast. But I have a crystal clear memory of going to see this in the cinema in Tala in Dublin. Um, yep went with my mates uh, who are probably listening to this podcast now. Name a shame if you're not listening, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, and loved it. Yeah, enjoyed it. Great, saw it at the cinema and then got the bus home again. It's bad, isn't it? I remember watching it at home. Um, definitely had it on DVD at some point. Just time bloody disappears, doesn't it? Welcome to the old man podcast <laughs> where we talk about how old we are. Um, well, to, to, to double down, it's the exact same amount of time as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone film, The Lord of the Rings, Star The Fellowship of the Ring. One. Yeah. Was, what a Star year. Star Wars Episode 1 is older. Nine, that was 99, wasn't it? Jesus, yeah, so that's, that's 22, 22 years, old. years ago. Fuck. Star Wars Episode 1 has been drunk in America for the last year. <laughs> that's really bad. What a year as well to be drunken. I know. Yeah. Uh, and nobody blame it. No. Why? But Lord of the Rings feels older. It like does. that feels old. What and blows yes. my mind is that when you're in the year 2000, 20 years ago from the year 2000 was 1980. Now, for me, that may as well be 60 years. But 2000 to 2020 feels like a week. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. So. Just, I uh, think we we all have a lot more sympathy with the generation above us now, who's just yes. like, time will go quicker than you think. Gonna catch up with you. Yeah, uh, I am of course talking about Albert Hogan. So yes, uh, <laughs> love That's a test to see if Albie is still listening this week. At some point next week, we'll get a message saying, "Hey, fuck you guys." And and we would and I look forward to it. Yeah, cheers, yeah. Albie. Cheers, We're expecting Albie. the message now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, I think... Oi, feckers. <laughs> yeah, it's just so weird hearing you say that. That's <laughs> our word for talking about people like you. Well, I can't use it? I'm not allowed to? Okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, beard. Mm-hmm. Get like me and look. I, I would like to say nice. we look alike, but no, I'm much more beautiful. Um, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Your hair is looking very nice today. I think I said that you. earlier. Thank you. Beard's looking much. good. Yeah, I stole it from a homeless person. Um, it shows. Uh, thank that's everything I was going for. Uh, I really hope people listen to this for our banter as opposed to information about the film. I mean, fuck knows what else they're listening for. It for the content. Yeah, that is that is very true. Please let us know in the comments on this video on wherever us, you listen us, to it. Yeah, give us a thing on iTunes. It'd be nice to get some stars. That would be nice. That would be nice. And if we don't, um, well, I guess we direct this back at Albie again. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll just stop recording. <laughs> has that ever like do you think that's ever worked you, you threaten the audience with, unless you give us some positive reviews we will just stop I think it only works if it's an in-studio audience and you've locked the doors that's fair yeah yeah 
Okay. Like, give us some nice reviews or no one's or going Or else. That. Um, so, Mike, Mike Myers. <laughs> we started on that. That was quite actually, the tangent. Mike was. Myers. We got to uh, everything other than his actual performance. Yeah. Uh, which is very, very good. Yeah. It is. I'm glad he didn't go full Fat Bastard. Because he could have done. Because Fat Bastard was... Yeah. Um, at the same time? A little bit, a, t- a tiny bit earlier. After? Bit earlier. No, 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 earlier. Uh, Fat Bastard was in The Spy Who Shagged Me, which I Correct. think was... Was it 2000? <clears throat> 99. Bloody okay. hell. So, yeah, it was before... So yeah, I'm glad that yeah, I'm glad they didn't go full fat bastard because exactly eat because, because I'm unhappy and I'm unhappy because I eat. Oh yeah, Sorry. okay, we're finally talking about this. Well, listen, you know, <laughs> lol. Um, well, fat bastard himself is just in case again, people listening to this don't know. Uh, Austin Powers, the first two films at least are hilariously funny. Like I mean, proper oh, for me, just side-splittingly funny. Gold, love it. Um, and the second one, The Spy Who Shagged Me, uh, Mike Myers plays a character who's called Fat Bastard. And he yeah, that's a, not, that wasn't me just being fat-shaming. His it, name it, is Fat Bastard. Yeah. Now, Ian is fat-shaming him, but that's a Yes, but totally thing. separate to his name. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly, yeah. Um, and, you know, incredibly strong Scottish accent, therein being the tie-in. Uh, mm-hmm. Shrek is good, and you know what? If it, and it was, it was Mike Myers who requested. No, let's let's make Shrek Scottish. I think it suits the fairy tale a little bit more. It does. It just suits him. He looks. <laughs> I was about to say he looks Scottish. I'm just saying the accent suits the ogre. Oh, good God! I am not doing anything to help England out right now, am I? You're re- like not at all. <laughs> it's- it suits the voice suit. Oh god damn it. So Mike Myers gives a great performance as yeah. Shrek in this film. Uh-huh. Uh, which of course, like I mean, sorry, all animation carries the same challenge, which is voice acting. You know, voice acting is hard and mm-hmm. you know if you want to learn how to do it, ask Mark Hamill. He's like amazing. Everywhere. Yeah. Uh, um but they're they're all good. Obviously, Eddie Murphy is fantastic. Mike Myers is fantastic. Cameron Diaz is very good as Fiona. She's low-key very good. Oh, okay. Not as great in the rest of the series. Oh, um, you see, I can't even kind, remember her in the rest of it. Kind of phones it in a little bit. Um, mm. Whereas in this one, you, you kind of feel like they are all there together. Yeah, especially Shrek and Donkey. That's what amazes me. Um, but uh, Cameron Diaz doesn't have a particularly distinctive voice. She doesn't. She is like it's definitely choice. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely name attachment because Shrek was a dead project. Like nobody, like the running. I read this. Thank you, Screen Rant. I read all of your stuff again. Um, the Shrek was a punishment. Like the guys that cocked up on the Prince of Egypt were sent downstairs to work on Shrek for a week. Because it was just the running joke of we've put so much time into this, we have to release it, but we don't expect it to do a thing. Um, so you can, I can see why they attach some big names to it to drag people in, like come and listen to Mike Myers and come and get aroused by an animated green version of Cameron Diaz with red hair. Well, I mean, technically daytime, Fiona. Uh, I think yeah. a lot, a lot of uh, adolescent fantasies 
Indeed. Had, and we, we, we are a very uh, equal rights part. I'm sure there was a lot of adolescent fantasies about Ogre, Fiona as well. Yep, um, no judgment here. Yeah. Listen, school is a confusing place for me, okay? Anyway. I'm so, not going to say a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. Um, it's just, it's fun because, and it plays on your expectations. The whole film, it's, it's surprising because you're dead right. Uh, I, I had, it's fantastic. I love that tidbit about, oh, made a mistake on Prince of Egypt, down to the gulag. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. It's, it's so bad, but... Even though it, like, way surpassed Prince of Egypt. Oh, yeah, like smash By insane amounts, yeah. Which I think it says a lot about where the world was in 2001. Because, for me, there's no question as to which film looks better. Prince of Egypt is a beautiful... Prince of Egypt film. is a piece of art. Yeah, like 100, 100%. This I just I just did a check there. This came out uh, April twenty second, two thousand and one. So obviously, Q four two thousand and one, the world was heading to a very dark, much darker place, and cinema would follow suit. Not that every film that followed was darker, but um, this was optimistic, yet you know, kind of like. Well, come on, guys, you know, all through the 90s, we've all been singing the songs. We all know he's going to get the girl in the end. Like, we know this is going to be a thing. Exactly. Uh, This opens up with Smash Mouth All-Star. This doesn't open up with Circle of Life or, you know. uh, And And there's loads of those type of music choices in this film as well, where we're not going to write anything new. We're just going to pay for people to put songs in here. And 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 that's great. It works. It's lazy, but it works. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Some there was. There's a bit of tiny bit of controversy over the version of Hallelujah that's in the film versus what's Mm -hmm. on the soundtrack because in the film it's John Cale's Hallelujah on the soundtrack it's Rufus Wainwright's Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, I read this ten minutes before we started recording, but apparently Rufus Wainwright was quite peeved off that he wasn't included in the film. And he felt it was because in 2001, the idea of an LGBT man being included in a kid's film was nixed by the studio. And that they have countered with, no, actually it was to do with rights. Um, You would love to say that was ridiculous and wrong, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's ridiculous and wrong. I I think think that's absolutely the reason. And I think that's really sad. It is, it is, I mean, like, because again, this is, you know, now we can, we can be glad that it was 20 years ago and the world has thankfully come along quite a bit since then. A bit. Um, yeah, you haven't, but the rest of the world. Yeah, I'm still back in the dark ages. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, Fuck yeah. that guy. Insulting Scotland. And, uh, yeah, I really, I really wanted, who, who did I really want to do it? Um, uh, what's his name? Jim Davidson. I really wanted him to sing it. Jim Davis is the host of the Generation Game? Yeah, super fucking racist. Oh, is he? Oh, I didn't know that. Matt, horrifically racist, anti-gay, anti-women. Really? He, right. I mean, <laughs> sorry, Jim, if you're listening. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. I'm not sure he's a lovely guy. But yeah, hideous views. Um, that would be like him singing it. Oh, wow. Okay. You can Google to confirm. <laughs> I am absolutely sorry. That is... Have that you is... Watched, have you never watched his stand-up? His stand-up, no. 
His no, stand-up no. will tell you all you need to know. Okay. Oh, He's right, been in yeah. the news for all kinds of like racial slurs and oh, dear. Um, homosexual stuff. Uh, homophobic stuff. Oh, God. I just saw, I just saw an article that, that was called Piers Morgan slams foul mouth and abusive Jim Davidson. And yes. oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Yeah, if, if Piers Morgan is telling you that you've gone too far... You need to have a word of yourself. Good Lord. Yeah. yeah. Okay, right. Anyway, I'm sure everyone has enjoyed. So, hey, kids who are watching Shrek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some bad people out there, but don't worry. <laughs> They're not in this film. I really, oh, God, help that state. I'm going to need you to do a background check on every single actor involved. Oh, in there'll film. be one of them. There's actually, other than Eddie Murphy, but, oh, I can probably stop at Eddie Murphy. Other than Eddie Murphy, um, Mike Myers... Fiona and Cameron Farquaad. Diaz. Cameron and Diaz. John Lithgow. And him. There's not really any other names in this film. That's that's the, it. Yeah, not not like the kind of the oh they got X for this role. Um, exactly. Yeah. So there, I think you're relatively safe. There's a now this is more that from reading about the Disney films we were doing as well. There's a voice in this, Jim Cummings, and he does like so many animation roles. But you know, oh yeah, it's your man from that. As yeah, exactly. To, yeah. Um, but actually, do you know what it was? Captain of the Guard. You, Ogre. Do you ever watch that thing on Nickelodeon? Cat Dog. He was the cat. He was not. <laughs> that was him. And That's amazing. Such, such a recognizable voice. But I can't even remember. That's so funny. Oh. Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Oh, in the world was a little cat dog. Australia Hello, is Cat Dog. Cat. I'm telling you, look at the picture of Australia. It's a cat dog. Oh, is it really? It is absolutely a cat dog. Anyway, look at it it's on your own tangent the episode. Uh, indeed. So, like, I, I suppose I'm tangenting a lot because this, this film massively influential because think of how many copycat films came out after this. You know, including yeah. in its own series. I mean, yeah, Shrek 2 does something. It builds on it. Um, and then Shrek 3 exists. Um, and then Apparently. there's holiday specials and all stuff like that. Um, yeah. Puss in Boots now has its own film, and I think he's getting another one. I do. I, I mean, I do like Puss in Boots. I, do oh, like I like Puss Banderas in Boots. Bass Antonio Banderas yeah. is just like, hey, would you mind being a stereotype? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Disney did it. Some of the... Pixar generally knocks it out of the park. And, like, it's... Yes. Most of yeah. the Pixar films are incredible. But it's hit to miss ratio. is really good. Yeah. You can't deny the impact Shrek had even on Pixar. You yeah. know, which then, now it's obviously Disney Pixar, but even at the time, I'm trying to think of what I think Toy Story 2 had already come out before Shrek came out. So, had it? Was it that? Hurt? Yeah, it man, was. I need to stop because all of these movies you're, are way fucking older than I thought they you're were. You're getting really upset with how old you I are. Yeah, Toy Story. Toy Story 2, because again, I remember I'm slightly more slightly more okay with how old okay, I am. Phew, 2000. That's slightly more acceptable. Films that are in the 90s really piss me off. Like, the fact that an Austin like, Powers sequel wasn't in this century is really disturbing to me. Sure, think of The Lost World, Jurassic Park. Um, uh, yeah, but Jurassic Park feels a bit 80s. Like, Jurassic Park 1 feels like a leftover 80s film. the 90s. No, I know it did, but it's so early in the 90s, it feels like a leftover 80s film. Because it's so Spielberg. Do you know what I mean? I, I do. I absolutely know what you mean, yeah. Good. Um, Asshole. 
that's, um, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but like, so you said you saw, so it would have been about 2002. So the year after you saw it, do you remember your first watch of Shrek? I do. I don't remember where it was, but I remember, because I haven't seen it a whole bunch of times. So I do remember it. And I remember in particular, there were two bits that just, there were three bits that slayed me. The first bit was, um, please keep off of the grass, wipe your shoes, wipe your face. Like that, because on the edge of my seat, I was like, they're going to say it. They're going to say it. And it slayed me even more that they didn't say it. You lapis. Um, I think that's hilarious. Um, the when donkey is like, oh, that what's that smell? Shrek, I had my mouth open and everything. And Shrek just like, no, if it was me, you'd be dead. And the amount of times I've used it, like, what is that smell? Was that you? No, if it was me, you'd be dead. And for some reason, I really remember the karaoke scene at the end of the film with donkey singing. Um, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. I'm a believer. Then I saw her face. And Loved that, it. That's one of those, that, that, that's an excellent one where, where you're saying like, you know, oh, they went and, you know, they bought a song to put in it. That song feels so much like it was written for this film. It I really does, doesn't it? It's only true in fairy tales. Or <gasps> they, made, they made the film based on the song. Like, yeah, it perfect. kind of feels that way. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. I love it. I didn't get Eddie Murphy to sing it. Uh, it's great. Love yeah, that shit. Yeah, and he's actually like, um, I'm like it, 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 <laughs> it's both good and like so, some of the bits obviously have have aged, you know, and that, and that's fine. I think some of the the fart jokes and the poo jokes and the blah 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 because they were done to death. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly, and they were even in this film. Um, the... I do like where he creates his own jacuzzi at the beginning. I think, I think no, it's, it's, it's that, a fart joke, but I have to say, oh no, where, or, or is where he gets the fish, isn't it? It's not, so he doesn't do the jacuzzi. This is where he, he, he goes fishing by farting in the, in the pond. And the fish oh, that it? comes up to the surface of the water. Oh no, I missed that. Uh, I just thought it was him fine. If I say um, uh, buh, 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 Bill Murray and Steve Martin, do you know what I'm talking about? Indeed I do. Yeah. Yep, that this film... Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> this film was in production for so long the original Shrek and Donkey was Bill Murray and Steve Martin now if you want to you can age a film by the comedy duo like Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy definitely late 90s Bill Murray Steve Martin late 80s early 80s. 90s yeah like, that is absolutely bang on the money and it probably would have worked if it came out in 91 that's probably it would have been hand-drawn and it would have been this and it probably would have been fucking brilliant. I can, I can well imagine them two being in those roles. Does Bill Murray have... Because I know he did the Garfield films, but does, does Bill Murray have the voice for animation? Yeah, he just uses his own voice. Like, I actually think he's the best part of the Garfield films is how deadpan he is. Like, you can, this is just Bill Murray acknowledging that he is in a Garfield film. Mm. He's just like, yeah, I'm a talking cat. Cool. I mean, like it is, you know, it is what, it, and, and that suits the the Garfield plot lines. Um, it's interesting with Steve Martin because obviously Steve Martin was in the Prince of Egypt. He is one of the priests, <laughs> which is the weirdest bit of casting. Like, uh, really, it's a bit because it's him and Martin Short, who I, um, so I'm not as familiar with Martin Short and Steve Martin, but I believe they were quite a comedy act for a while, or at least a. Yeah, kind of a team 
period of time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's strange, but yeah, Eddie Murphy because his there wasn't a lot going on in the nineties for Eddie Murphy. I don't think because um, he would have been massive in the eighties with, as you say, Beverly Hills Cop, um, his stand up career. Which yeah, no, his stand up career was mainly in the eighties though. Um, let's have a look. What was he doing in the nineties? We can cut this out. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, commercial and. <laughs> so when you go to Wikipedia and you type in Eddie Murphy, it breaks them down into like decades. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> 1980 to 1989, acting stardom. 1989 to 1998, commercial decline. <laughs> oh. Oh, dear. Fuck you, Wikipedia. Fuck you defining someone else's career in that fashion. Yeah, but are they wrong, though? They're not wrong, because obviously we couldn't think of what the fuck he was doing. Yeah. From 1989 onwards, critical praise for Murphy's film declined, hitting a low point. The critically panned Beverly Hills Cop 3. That is a shocking movie. Um, it's kind of like, ah, lads. Yeah, cash in, cash in, cash in. Da, 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 da. Another 48 hours is actually fantastic. Boomerang, I've never heard of. Harlem Nights. Heard of, not seen. Heard of, but he only directed it. What else did he do? Oh, Vampire in Brooklyn, of course. Um, I was very small, when I, like way too young when I saw that. So there were yeah, some 100%. bits of that that scared the shit. Like I didn't realise for a long time it was a comedy. Yeah, no. Um, uh, the Nutty Professor was probably the biggest thing he did. Like that was 96, I think. Where did... Dr. Doolittle come in that. Oh, shit. You're not wrong. No, Doolittle would have been... That must have been the 90s as well. It definitely... Yeah. But that definitely feels like... um, No, nobody types in Dr. Doolittle and expects the friggin' 2020 Robert Downey Jr. version. No No one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Indeed. No one's doing that. Where is it? Uh, anyway, it 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 was in the nineties, but that always that kind of felt like Robert De Niro doing Meet the Parents, Eddie Murphy doing Doctor Doolittle oh, was kind of what you mean. Sorry, slumming yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, I mean, like, I, although I do enjoy Meet the Parents, I I take your point. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh no, no, I think Meet the Parents is is I actually really like that film, uh, but it, it's one. not Robert De Niro doesn't need to be in that film. Yeah. He's great in it, but it's kind of like. Dude, why? Why is this the trajectory that your career has taken? Uh, this is true. Um, but yeah, what was our point? Oh yeah, career, uh, comedy careers and, and, and careers in general. Yeah, like Cameron <laughs> Diaz, I suppose. Well, you, one of your favourite movies gave us Cameron Diaz. The Mask, that was yeah. her debut, yeah, which was 94. I think you're right. Yeah. We are going all over the 90s, Absolutely, aren't we? Absolutely, yeah. It's because 94! Boom! Well Nailed done. it. Well done. Because that's clearly what the casting directors did when trying to find the cast for this film. It's like, all right, throw a dart out of wall. 94, grand, we'll have Cameron Diaz. <laughs> Boom, let's have her. Um, uh, well, not let's have her. Let's not do that. Um, but what else had she done up until this point? I'm trying to think, um, was there something about Mary? Was that before this? That had to be before this, didn't I think it? I'm, I'm quietly confident it was. Uh, I think at least the first Charlie's Angels. Being John Malkovich, um, Any Given Sunday, oh, yeah. um, 
Yeah, 2000 was Charlie's Angels, so that was just before this. So you've got to think that Charlie's Angels was probably the thing that landed her. Yeah, that would have been the big hot property of the of the time. Yeah, that makes her become a, a hey, come and see this film name. Hmm. It's like, you know, kind of, um, right, let's cast her. Charlie's Angels comes out. Get her to sign the contract now. Get her to sign the contract now. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, they probably already had her. Uh, um, John yeah, Lithgow, even though he's going for years, I think in 2001, it'd be Third Rock from the Sun that people would know him for. Hundred, without a doubt. 100%. Uh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, I, I love John Lithgow. Um, he's great. He's brilliant. And I will defend the Daddy's Home films to the ground. I, I will die on that hill. I haven't seen them. I uh, really enjoy them. I'm not saying they're amazing. I really enjoy them. That's fair. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're the Mark Wahlberg ones, aren't they? In yeah, Will Ferrell. Him, Will Ferrell. Yeah. And, you mean, yes, Mel Gibson is in the second one. Um, oh, good God, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. John Cena. And it's all I don't know fun. how, yeah, I don't know how Mel Gibson keeps getting roles. Uh, money. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. So two, I've got two last interesting facts. Um, unsurprisingly, or surprisingly, this was actually no, this is surprising. It was screened to Disney lawyers before launching. Oh, that is that actually is surprising. So it was screened to their own lawyers and to Disney's lawyers because it was there were so many nods. But so Disney can't just choose to shut something down because they want to shut something down. There still has to be legal precedent. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they basically said, yeah, there's nothing in here we can actually sue you for. You'd never say Disney, even though Duloc is Disneyland. Yeah, um, Duloc, yeah. or whatever it is, is, is definitely Disneyland. All of the characters are in the, the free market, so you can't, there's nothing there. There's actually nothing in it to sue. There's just lots of nods. Mm-hmm. Which is, this, in fairness, that is the mark of a clever parody very clever yeah you know? but i like, would also we all know what you're talking about but you're yes. not actually saying it yeah which means you've done it right that that's good parody um but it would kind of imagine like working at disney and getting that letter and just be like oh well now we're definitely shutting you down because like you we were going to accuse you of it but you're so worried you've asked us to watch it first you're going down <laughs> Uh, what oh, is God. your second factoid? Um, did you Google um, Maurice Tillett? I did not. Right. Live reaction on the podcast, people. Google Maurice Tillett. Oh, dear God. Uh, is he and the one look who at wrote a picture of him. the book? Nope, that's Steingard or Steinbeck or Steinman. Oh, Steingear. Right. Okay, so... He wrote the New York Times cartoon. Maurice Tillett, you say, yeah? T I double L E C. A little icon just popped up, lads. Uh huh. Have you seen him? Oh, wow. Yeah. How fucking creepy is that? Not creepy, but how eerie is that? That's. So, Maurice. That's Shrek. That's fucking Shrek. Maurice Tillett um, was an extremely intelligent, smart, well educated Frenchman, I believe. Um, but he had similar, but not exactly Russian. the same to the Elephant sorry. Man. Had, I'm, yeah. just, I'm on Wikipedia. Russian professional. professional Russian, wrestler. sorry, Russian. 
um, he had basically his bones grew way, way bigger than they were supposed to. So his hands were huge. His head was huge and round. It's a chunky chap. Um, and it is the, he is genuinely what the animation of Shrek was based on. Um, so minus the ears, he fucking looks the spit of Shrek. This is like when you see the symptom Simpsons are turned into, this is what Homer Simpson would look like as a human. It's the same thing. So yep. I would recommend you Google it now unless you're driving. Uh, absolutely do. And that's incredible. Like, How weird is that? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> well done, Screen Rant, for pulling that one out. Because well, I saw the well picture. Done, yeah, yeah. I saw the picture first, and I was like, holy fucking shit, is that a render? I was like, nope, that's a human. That's a person. Wow. It's so weird, isn't it? So, yeah, he, in fairness, he has been immortalized. Um, yeah. And lots and lots of kids will, will know him. Uh, he died. What uh, will you be known for? <laughs> what will you be known for, Papa? Uh, I'll be known for the works that I did on quantum physics and string theory. Now nah, you're going to be remembered for being an ogre in a DreamWorks film. Hey, you're Shrek. Um, I'm sorry, for, uh, to vindicate you slightly, so he was a Russian man, but his stage name is the French Angel. Ah, so, I knew there was something about yeah. France in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah so, very interesting. So yeah, so Shrek, it's... Is it the best film ever? No. Nope. Is it a good film? Yes. Probably. Um, it's fun. <laughs> It's fun. I would, I would still, I would now, so if I had a brood of younger me's, I would have no problem showing them Shrek. I think it's, it's absolutely family friendly. The adults will giggle. I would um, skip over the masturbating. <laughs> no, I just wouldn't highlight it the way we highlighted it here this evening. That scene just needs to be cut. It has Mama no, it, Bear No, it skinned, doesn't. You don't take that scene out. Skinned and a rug. Like, think about it. Born. Like, what what uh, does that scene add to the film? That is the Silence of the Lambs. Like that's you know he's wearing his woman suit except he's putting just has the his willy between his legs. Oh. There is, but it doesn't progress the story. It doesn't tell me anything more about Fuckwad. No, actually, it tells me plenty about him. It tells me he's a wanker, but it doesn't Quite progress the story at all. I already knew that. Um, I love it as well. I do. You I think that he's making up for something? <laughs> do you think he's compensating? Okay, so, what? Uh, I love I it as well. Like they've, they've got the, the, the velvet rope for the queue and Shrek just walks through it. Oh my god, the guy that's got the massive Farquad head on and he goes oh. up and down every single bit trying to get away. It's hilarious. It's, look, so, ah! um, it's so good. And it's it's just it's just so well done. Um Yeah, and I, I as well that you mentioned it that this was not going to be the success story that was going to be this was going to be a not a, not a straight in the you know rental bin kind of no they spent too much money on it but yeah, it, it wasn't meant to, to be yeah it wasn't going to be the prince of egypt it wasn't going to which was the big <laughs> showy one you know it wasn't going to be again i have not seen el dorado and i believe it's very good um and i think dreamworks did chicken run as well now, i love chicken run oh chicken run's fantastic but that's not dreamworks that's art man like yeah, is, but is DreamWorks. There... Put, no, that's what I mean. DreamWorks put the money into it, but it is yeah. not DreamWorks. It DreamWorks. is Art Man all the way through. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Shrek was really the... changed cinema. Um, it changed, it changed the game of animated cinema because it meant that Disney wasn't the only player. So you would have had Disney, Pixar, and DreamWorks had Disney not bought Pixar. Um, yeah, 
so you've now you have got two players. You're either your dream, even Illumination, fine. You've they haven't really cashed in on Despicable Me. Like that isn't as defining for the brand as um, as Shrek is for DreamWorks. So Monsters Universe, Monsters Inc. feels slightly Shrekky with its humor as well. I think it's a much better yeah. film, but it's definitely got the same nods to convention and and bucking trends. I was go- I was going to disagree with you there for a second, but actually no, I think Monsters Inc. is the better film. Mm-hmm. Shrek was. Shrek took a bigger risk, and I think yeah. it paid off for it, but Monsters, Inc. is a beautiful film. Yeah, I think Shrek is funnier, but I prefer the story of Monsters. I think Monsters, Inc. is more entertaining. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. My God, mark the date. Yeah, get out. Wow. Um, yes. Um, that kind of brings us up to, brings us up to our animation. Uh, yeah, that's episodes. the end of it for now. I'm sure we'll revisit animation yeah. at some point, but that's, that's all I have to say about that. So, how would you rank the four films on our on our little series that we did? Uh, this could be the easiest ranking that I've had to do. It would be um, the Start, go go bottom to top. Bottom to top, it would be what movies have we done? <laughs> Good. Okay, so we've done Shrek, Prince of Egypt, uh, Emperor's New Groove, oh, Aladdin and, as well. And Aladdin. So Shrek at the bottom. The other three joint top. <laughs> okay, no, it's going to be Shrek, The Emperor's New Groove, oh. Prince of Egypt, then Aladdin. Now, going into this, there's no way in hell I would have guessed that The Prince of Egypt would have topped uh, The Emperor's New Groove. But yeah, it's number two. And then Aladdin is just perfection, just perfect animated film. Oh, I... My, so our previous rankings, we completely agree with each other. I am going to have a different order. We do, mm-hmm. we do agree. Shrek is on the bottom. Yay, He's Sean, fair. second choice. Um, <laughs> then I would actually put. But for hear but me, Aladdin, out, I will fight you. I will put Aladdin as. No, you're just wrong. From my second choice, which is the Emperor's New Groove, for me is so well written. It's so much funnier for me than Aladdin is. So it, it puts it above it for that. And but for me, Prince of Egypt is a very special film, so it was that's totally fair. But it's totally I, selfish reasons, like it is. I do me. not begrudge you having that on top at all, mm. yeah. But yeah, so it's just the choice. comedy of Emperor's New Groove, but like the animation of Aladdin, there's no question, it's so much better. I'm really conflicted because I like that you've put one of mine at number two, I just don't like that it's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Now, while while we uh, discuss the merits of why Ian's order is wrong off air, um, it won't take long because it's right. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll link back in with you next week. Uh, thanks, everyone. We will let you know on Twitter what our next. Uh, yeah, we genuinely haven't decided. We have yet. not figured it out yet. So we, we've we will let you know in the next week. We've been floating some ideas, but we haven't actually locked anything in. Um, exactly. Yeah. Maybe so, we do a request next week maybe we let them decide nah i'm cutting that out the edit so okay, cool. uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys i'm sure yeah exactly yeah so we will we will let oh there's a big spider on my windowsill we will let you know i folks. haven't seen that movie uh, really no it's so good is it how does it end you're all lovely we'll talk Goodbye. to you soon. bye bye 
Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.